0: My name is Scott Chaloner and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. As far as as our regular listeners on this program will indeed know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And to this end, we're joined on the program today by Kevin Towers, the CEO of Tech Buyer, a business that provides sustainable IT solutions to organizations across more than 100 countries. Uh, Kevin, very warm welcome to yourself today. And thank you for joining us on the show, dialing in from all the way in the, uh, the US, I believe, today.
1: Thank you very
0: much, Scott. Yeah, that's right. Uh, thanks for thanks for having me. No, it's a real pleasure, um, Kevin. And um, obviously, uh, for those people uh, listening in that aren't familiar with TechBuy and what the uh, the company does, we're going to be talking about the values driven success of the uh, the business and sort of how the company kind of developed, came into being, and has been founded on sustainable principles. Um, so, just going right the way back to the beginning of the business, then, Kevin, uh, just to start with. Um, I think it would be good to start by just addressing how did sort of tech buyer really first come into being?
1: Okay, thanks very much. Yeah, um, well, we're a, we're, we're a sustainable IT solutions provider. Um, and really the core of the business is, is built around um, or was built around originally, um, buying back uh, used IT equipment that had been used by corporate clients um and really refurbishing it, bringing it back to factory standards, and then uh, reselling it um we had fairly humble beginnings back in back in the day we've been been going since two thousand and five, but we started off in um in my mum's garage you know God bless her soul she yeah uh, she put us up for a, for a good few years and and that's that's kind of how we started um quite humble beginnings
0: yeah, it certainly seems the case and um obviously um from those humble beginnings sort of starting the business sort of from home at your parents house i mean it's like you've grown to a business that now employs over 250 people and you're sort of working not just in 100 countries but also over three different continents as of this year as well so um how did you kind of get from that position starting from you know sort of the garage of your parents house to get to growing the business so um exponentially uh,
1: quite honestly you know at the start um when we first started the business really the main objective was just to put food on the table and um it you know it was very challenging to get the business going back in those days. Uh very much hand to mouth um within the business. We didn't um we didn't have a lot of, you know, cash flow resource and so on. So the people who started the company we worked, you know, very, very, very hard, very, very, very long hours to get things going. Um we Brought a lot of uh, junior staff into the business in those in those early days really spent a lot of time in training those um guys guys and girls in, in in our kind of way of working I suppose you know just just kind of going the extra mile you know working the extra hours quite quite honestly in order to get things get things rolling get things moving and um you know in those early years, growth was actually quite limited it wasn't until probably. I don't know, I guess we were sort of five, six, seven, eight years into the business that, mm. that things really started to get going. And in the in the last few years, you know, you're right. Um, a lot of things have dropped into place nicely and, and we are enjoying very, very fast growth at the moment.
0: Yeah, and obviously the way the business sort of developed in those sort of very formative years, that sort of remained a real cornerstone of the company's values, hasn't it? And that sort of, you know, that people philosophy, uh, that community philosophy and, you know, the sustainability elements of it. I suppose that's kind of underpinned everything that you've done since then, hasn't it? And that growth that you've gone on has been sustainable. and. Obviously, it's not just like um, the uh, the business itself and the number of employees that you have that's grown. It's also like the kind of the spectrum of services that's developed with that as well. Um, obviously, you started out, as you say, you're just obviously selling used IT equipment. But now it's like you provide the full range of uh, solutions. So... Um that includes like sustainable i t services such as refurbishment uh, disposition buyback spare parts, sort of full sort of software and hardware solutions, but also consultancy as well so I think it's fair to say that the business really has grown in more ways than one hasn't it?
1: yeah, it certainly has I think so yeah, I think that core group of people that we that we um you know we, we've kind of grown and developed together over the years and then it, it, in, certainly in recent years we have uh, diversified quite significantly. We're, um, we've now got bases in the USA which is where I am now, in mm. Australia New Zealand, France Germany, Canada more recently as well um, but it's really been about you know building and growing a really good group of people that feel like they're supported feel like they like each other um, feel like they, you know they can work well together feel like they're comfortable to come up with their own ideas and suggestions about how they can improve either their own work area or, or you know, more broadly speaking, you know, what ideas do you have for, for diversification of the business, for, for doing things in a different way. So it's all been very much around, you know, the people. I would certainly wouldn't describe myself as a technical expert or anything like that, but what the, the thing that I've really tried to work hard on is is building that kind of community within the company mm-hmm. and and that has um you know left to really nice things you know and it, it's a, I, I think it's a really nice place to work in each of the different offices um and um you know that, that creating that nice environment to work within as long as you've got a healthy you know willingness to work hard as well I think that turns into a really productive environment and and you're absolutely right so we started out doing um refurbishing used IT equipment, we now offer our customers and, and, and clients a, uh, a fully circular business model. Uh, we, we we sell refurb and new IT solutions and spare parts to businesses. We we still continue to buy back the old equipment and refurbish it and resell it again. And more recently, we now provide um, IT sustainability services and consultancy to those businesses. And again, more recently to, to government as well.
0: Yeah, so exponential growth of the service provision as well. And I think the growth of the business is something as well that hasn't gone unnoticed, has it? Um, the business, of course, won um, a multitude of um, awards, uh, certainly in the uh, the last couple of years, but also recognized as one of the top 100 fastest growing businesses in the uh, the north of England at the Northern Tech Awards this year. But given like that kind of people philosophy that you have, uh, Kev, um, I get the impression that success at tech buyer isn't just measured on recognition and awards from outside the business so i would like to get an idea that when it comes to success what is your definition of success at tech buyer what does success really look like for the business
1: that's a good question um i think there's a multitude of different things but again for me personally speaking you know i think everybody's got we've got lots of goals got lots of targets that sort of thing you know throughout the business everybody's got you know their own aims and and, and and progression plans and that sort of thing um but for me personally speaking uh, i think you know the growth and diversification and you know that that's great and I, and i love that but i think most of all it's it's really it is working with the people and, and seeing them progress i think that um most of our senior directors within the business today and managers are um, people that started with the business in their early 20s or mid 20s, 10 plus years down the line now they're senior managing directors, and, director. and it, you know for me that brings a lot of um, I know, pride. I suppose you know it's it, 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 it's been really really great to see. So I, for me personally, I think um, continued growth. You know it's always good to aim for growth. Continued happy people that feel like they've got a plan and. Um, you know, continued diversification. I think the, the, the IT market and, uh, and the technology market in general is so huge. Um, I think there's lots more that we can, that we can do with, um, with the team that we've got.
0: And do you think sort of constantly looking at what more you can do and then kind of measuring success on, you know, that more element, um, as you do more, of course, you measure the outcomes of that. Would you say that that's also important for sort of what you would view as success?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think we we have a number of so we have a we have a, a group holding company within the UK, and then we have um, warehouses in a number of different countries uh, and businesses in a number of different countries, and they've all got their individual growth funds. In recent times, we've been growing at twenty five percent year on year, and um, I, I'm, I'm looking to continue that. I think there's a number of things that are going to feed into that. The worldwide shortage in in in, in um, Chip supply and, and various uh, raw material supplies actually plays nicely into our hands because we hold stock of a lot of um, refurbished items, for example, that are a really good alternative to to, to new equipment, and um, I think that's going to play into our hands nicely for, for future growth. But yes, yeah, certainly sales growth, um, growth in, in in the number of employees, you know, all yardsticks for success, certainly. But my my primary um, aim always. You know, feeds back that you know there's no point in having huge growth if you don't have a happy team because at some point the um, wheels will fall off. So I very much personally um, look to make sure that we have a happy team in place. So that fuels the growth.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Sense. Yeah, it certainly does. Yeah, and um, obviously we've we've kind of established there the uh, the parameters um, for success at TechBuy. You know, what you measure success against. So. What would you say then would be the driving force behind the success of the business against those parameters that you've laid out? So what makes the people within the business happy? What kind of paves the way for sort of that growth? Um, What would you say the uh, sort of the secret is, as it were?
1: It's a good question. I think, first of all, people have got to know that you care about them. It sounds um, a little bit groovy, or it can can sound a little bit groovy, but um, people have got to know that you care. And um, once that kind of two-way, two-way relationship is, mate, is, is built w- within people and teams, then um, that turns into, you know, increased productivity. Quite, quite, quite honestly. So um, I think that's probably the, the the bedrock for it.
0: Yeah. So I get the impression that there's more kind of a collaborative sort of approach there. So whereas within some businesses, you might have like one, two, three individuals that may be, you know, the problem solvers that you go to uh, that you go to, to sort of resolve everything, within TechBuyer that really doesn't seem to be the case. I mean, it's like everybody obviously has the opportunity to kind of chip in and everybody feels appreciated in that sense, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's right. We very much encourage ideas, sharing, collaboration and that sort of thing. And um, there's one or two things that we do differently to really, really, any other organization that I'm aware of, certainly in our field anyway. So there's, there's a lot of, um, we pay bonuses to you know, certain staff, sales staff and, uh, and that sort of thing, but we don't pay individual bonuses, generally speaking. We pay team bonuses and we kind of incentivize people for um, working together, working collaboratively, not not you know fostering silos, making sure that, Information is shared, opportunities are shared between people and teams because um, it is very easy, especially within, you know, a growing organization for the tendency for people to you know, look out for their own interests, operate in silos, that sort of thing. So there's very much um, an emphasis on trying to make sure that there is as much collaboration as possible because, again, you know, it, it just really, really works.
0: It does, doesn't it? And I suppose, obviously, when you have kind of a team of people there who are sort of, you know, willing to speak up as well, I guess when, you know, there are sort of kind of contentious issues, let's say, so not necessarily contentious, but, you know, sort of issues where, like, you might have one idea about how to go forward on a particular project and then everybody's got kind of like maybe not necessarily conflicting ideas, but different ideas to contribute. I suppose that kind of the challenging of ideas amongst groups, that friendly challenge. I guess what that does is that it's imperative to driving innovation forward as well, isn't it? So that sort of shows the importance of that kind of team mentality and having lots of different opinions at the table, doesn't it?
1: It does, yeah. And I think you have to work quite hard to make sure that people do feel comfortable with, you know, raising ideas that may, you know, maybe um you know somebody if somebody thinks that something isn't working or, or, or could be done better you know, people aren't always willing to stand up and put their hand up and, and be the person that, that, that points that out. Um, so again, it's something that we work quite hard on making sure that there's good relationships between everyone. Uh, and so people do feel comfortable to, to point out issues because otherwise, you know, the, the issue is going uh, gonna to pop up somewhere and, uh, and bite it in the bottom at some point anyway. So it, we do work hard to try and make sure that people feel comfortable to
0: to yeah absolutely right and that's perfectly understandable and obviously one of the big things that the teams are sort of coming together to really help with is of course the uh, sort of upholding that sustainable element of the uh, the business as well and I do want to kind of delve into that a little bit more because um, obviously we established very early on in this discussion that tech buyer, tech buyer and sustainability basically go hand in hand but given the kind of let's say the wastefulness of the tech sector because it is so difficult to recycle so many sort of technological materials, particularly with laptops and things like that. Um, It might seem outwardly that sort of technology and sustainability kind of shouldn't go together. They're almost like a kind of a contradiction in a sense, but is sort of tech buyers role in a sense to try and, you know, challenge that kind of status quo idea and show that actually, you know, tech and sustainability can come together and can sort of be part of that circular economy?
1: I think so. Yeah. So I think really we, 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 we were operating in a in a circular fashion before really before the circular economy was even a, a sort of a catchphrase. Obviously at the moment, it's a very big focus, sustainability, reuse, that sort of thing, which is a fantastic thing. You know, it's, it's absolutely necessary because we throw away far too much stuff and the world only has a finite amount of you know natural resources. So, mm. um, we've always operated in that way. Um, I think that, you know, you could easily think that IT is, um, you know, IT and uh, sustainability don't really go together, but we're all about reuse. So, you know, IT is a thing, you know, technology drives the world. That's, you know, that's just a fact and that's not going to change. So what our ambition is really just to make sure that as much as possible in terms of computing equipment, um, spare parts, so on, it is, is reuse because really in the past, we, we had a society for the past 40 years or so where, you know, it was take it out of the ground, make stuff and throw it away. Take, make, throw away. So we're really fighting against that and making sure, trying to make sure, doing our best to make sure that as much as possible is reused, put back into the economy. Um, you know, an old laptop might, might be you know, worthless to you, but it could be... Um, refurbished, reused, sent to schools, sent to charities, you know, put back into businesses in in emerging nations. You know, there's all sorts that can be done, um, as opposed to, you know, the, the, the traditional route in recent years. People talk about recycling, you know, recycling is good, but it only goes so far. Reuse is much better because, um... You know you're putting the equipment back into reuse straight away rather than wasting a lot time money energy carbon in, in, in breaking it down and then building it back up again
0: yeah that's absolutely right and uh, i think there is something as well that kind of has really highlighted the importance of that sort of sustainable outlook i mean we talked about obviously the fact that the earth has very finite resources so things like cobalt mining and things for things like laptops mobile phones i mean that is a resource that if we keep kind of using it in the way that we are is not going to be around forever. And as well as that, um, we've kind of been really sort of made acutely aware of the urgency of the climate emergency, given the events of the last couple of years with COVID as well, haven't we? We're far more aware of the fact that the climate emergency is the next big thing that we're all going to have to face together. So it just shows the urgency of the action that you're taking, doesn't it? And hopefully, you know, there may be other business leaders that are tuning into this discussion and might be thinking, well, what can we do? How can we kind of come on board with this and sort of make our own businesses sustainable and, you know, reduce our environmental impact?
1: That's right. Yeah, absolutely absolutely right. I mean, we as a society throw away, uh, you know, an inordinate amount of of, of e-waste. E-waste is the fastest growing waste stream in the world. And um, it very much needs to be a focus. And I think it is, you know, very much so. You know, things are changing for sure. So I think businesses, you know, individuals, don't throw it away. You know, don't put it to landfill. You know, if you possibly can, if you're a business, you know, contact a company like ourselves. We will um, be able to at least dispose of the equipment in a, um, you know, safe and secure and environmentally friendly way um very possibly if people have got old it equipment we'll we'll be able to buy it back so we'll be able to give them some money put back into their business to spend on other things so um it's kind of a sensible just a sensible thing to do don't throw it away see if you can do something with it see if you can give it to a company like ourselves that will do our best to put it back into reuse you know if we don't we don't refurbish and then you know, put it back into reuse. We break it down into spare parts and we use those spare parts to, um, you know, to improve other items. Um, so, so it's a sensible thing, you know, and, and I think it's it's very much built into our DNA. My mother always used to say, waste not, want not. That was one of the sort of catchphrases, you know, back in those days. Mm. Um, and I think, um, you know, that's what we should do, you know, save what we can
0: we should shouldn't we and i think it's important to stress isn't it that it's far more than just a gimmick this or just sort of a you know a sort of post-covid fad i mean this is something that is incredibly important if action isn't taken you know we're going to find ourselves quickly running out of certain resources and you know we're going to find that yeah. there could be some significant damage done certainly from the uh sort of the global temperature perspective yeah that's
1: absolutely true you know you're right there's um there is only a finite amount of resource in 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 the world, and um, we're using it up very very quickly. I've heard that before. I think quoting that you know we're using it at twice the rate that the world the world can replenish. So it certainly needs to be a focus. And and as I say, and you pointed out some of the, the raw materials there. I T is a, is or or just you know electronic electronic. Equipment in general is a big focus. Needs to be a big focus. Um, as I say, it's the fastest-growing waste stream in the world, and we need to we need to curtail that. We've got to reuse what we can.
0: We do, absolutely right. And uh, interestingly as well, when we think about sort of the future of the the tech sector, certainly, um, this is going to be part, just for the the listeners tuning in, um, the first part of a uh, three-part series with TechBuyers senior leadership team. Of course, we have Kev with us today, but we are going to be later talking with um, TechBuyers sustainability lead, um, Astrid Wynn, and also Rich Kenny as well, the managing director of the uh, Interact division, and who also heads up TechBuyers research team to talk sort of about sort of innovation in the area of IT sustainability so there's plenty more to come on uh, that side of things and the reason why I wanted to bring up um, the fact that those discussions will be coming up very soon is the fact that into the future um, and this is obviously uh, for your attention now Kev um, there's obviously legislation on the horizon which is going to be measuring businesses and their you know sort of climate impact the kind of carbon emissions that they're going to be emitting and trying to regulate those so with all of that in mind with those kind of changes on the horizon and you know government's trying to sort of shoehorn business into being more sort of sustainable conscious. How do you kind of see the tech industry as a whole developing from this point in time into the future?
1: I think there's very much going to be a, a focus on sustainability and reuse. In fact, we're seeing the major the major brands out there talking about these, these, these issues um, a lot. And I think we'll continue to to see that. Um, many businesses have got, you know, a, a much greater focus on their ESG goals these days on upon sustainability. In terms of uh, tech buyer specifically, or or, or you know our tech buyer group, we have, um, as you just mentioned a moment ago, we've been working on a on a, on a new software tool over the last few years and i think mm. you'll talk to rich kenny about this in more detail mm. in, in the next episode or in one of the next episodes but that piece of software is a, 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 a world first a unique piece of software and it helps organizations that are running data centers to analyze their data center server estate for energy efficiency uh, carbon footprint carbon use uh, and performance and it enables them to come up with alternative configurations and um, potentially alternative technology that they can use within their data centres to drive operational energy efficiency and and help them reduce their carbon footprint. And I think these kind of um, issues are going to become very much more at the forefront of, of people's minds. And I think there's going to be a much greater focus on that, on reducing energy, reducing carbon footprint, that sort of thing.
0: Absolutely right. And as you sort of, you know, try and exercise uh, those ambitions, um, are you going to be targeting as well, sort of further sustainable growth for tech buyer as a business? What's next for sort of yourselves from that perspective, do you think?
1: Well, I think for us, it's going to be more of the same, continued growth in in both in the United Kingdom and also further afield in our other operations in in Europe and APAC and and the USA. and looking at you know growth of, of our online uh, ambitions as well we 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 run a number of different websites that sell predominantly refurbished equipment and spare parts we're going to you know push those um those websites trying to try and do more make our make our products and services available to more more clients in those reasons regions and beyond and um you know back to interact again i think we we're, we're going to be pushing interact very hard we've had some really nice Successes recently. One was a financial services company that um, that, that bought it, and um, you know, push that out into the market more because it's you know it, it is a big focus. Sustainability is a big focus, and mm. um, you know, we're we're fortunate in, in, in many ways that we're, we're in prime place to to do more of what we're doing today.
0: Exactly right, and with sort of tech buyer being kind of an emerging force on the sort of that front, um, I suppose that kind of pre existing monopoly that was there in sort of the supply and repair side of the industry, which sort of bigger OEM providers had dominated for so long. Um do you see sort of a real leveling of the playing field as Tech Buyer becomes more and more successful?
1: I think so, yeah. I, I think as I mentioned earlier, that everybody knows about the component supply issues, the 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 chip shortages. That really does play nicely in into you know, into into our hands and other organisations like ourselves who are who are selling refurbished products as an alternative to new. At the moment, we've got we also sell new solutions. You know, we we sell what's best for the customer, right? So we sell new and we sell refurb. A lot of the new equipment now is on a 12-month lead time an 18-month lead time. You know, possibly even more with some certain products. That is just unheard of. But what it's doing is it it's forcing companies and and people to think about alternative supply, to think about refurb as a viable solution. Um, we, in the past, have, have, have benchmarked refurb against new in live environments, in, in, in big um, trade shows, and proved that refurb is, you know, a, a very, very, very viable alternative to new. And, and in, in, in certain circumstances, it can outperform you. So it, these circumstances, chip, chip shortages, It's forcing organisations to think about alternatives, and and refurb is becoming much, much more popular. And um, I see that continuing. I think you know it's a sensible, it's a sensible choice to to at least consider refurb because you can pay, you know, sometimes fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty percent less than a new alternative, and you're getting something that performs just as nicely as new. So I think that that's going to continue. Um, and, um, I think also there is a movement within, within government or within business that is pushing against some of the, um, OEM ways of working in the past, I guess, you know, Mm. some of the OEMs have made it quite restrictive in terms of repairing devices that you may have bought. Uh, I, I see that changing. There's a big push called the right to repair in Europe and in the USA, where um, people are trying to push for the ability to repair their own devices, the ability, the ability for third-party independent shops to be able to repair devices for you, rather than being forced to send the device back through the OEM and you know essentially getting charged an extortion amount for for a small repair. Or being told that, you know, the device can't be repaired because it's out of service. So mm. I see I see a more open market. I see bigger choice as a consequence of the things that I've just been talking about. And um yeah, a better market for the consumer.
0: Yeah, that's it's interesting, isn't it, when you think of what that kind of better consumer market could consist of. Because when you think of the big OEM providers, I mean there are so many software and firmware updates to sort of devices these days that have to be considered as well. So when it comes to the right to repair, there's so, so much that ties into that. And that's certainly something that I'll be talking about in the next episode with um, with Astrid Wynn as well. Certainly something to look forward to, to everyone tuning into this one today. So please, please don't miss that. And um, lastly, uh, Kev, just before we, uh, we wrap up as well, I suppose when it comes to what's on the horizon for the tech sector, um a lot of talk is about sort of, you know, the rise in automation and the rise of sort of AI. And some people might be a little bit apprehensive about that side of things. But sort of what's your kind of view on uh, on that just before we uh, we finish up?
1: I think it's really exciting. You know, what technology can do today is just, you know, just just incredible, astounding. I, I think again, putting our 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 interact tool is a machine mm. machine learning uh, software tool that can do incredible things is a world for um, and you know, without that machine learning element, we just couldn't do it. So I think it's very, very exciting. I think some people, you know, worry about jobs, job losses, that sort of thing. I think it will create jobs. Um, and, um, I think that, you know, it, it's very, very exciting. And so I think people should be scared about what the future holds. I think, uh, they should be excited about technology and just as long as we're driving improvement, driving efficiency, I think we can shift shift the workforce elsewhere if we make some savings um in in, in headcount out somewhere we, we we reallocate and we do more exciting things so i think the the future looks bright
0: it certainly does, and we should really look into the future with open eyes and open arms for sure. And uh, speaking of Interact as well, again, um, everyone tuning in, uh, we'll be talking in a lot more detail about um, that division of Tech Buyer and its work with uh, Rich Kenny, who uh, heads that side of things. So, again, very, very in- exciting stuff to, uh, to tune into uh, later on in the series. Um, for now, um, Kev, it's been amazing welcoming you onto the, uh, the show today and incredibly enlightening as well. Really, really enjoyed having you on. And um, by all means, uh, do take care and stay safe with all that's still happening in the world. And as we start to see, you know, these projects kind of take hold and we see their impact, uh, I think it will be a wonderful thing to uh, maybe even catch up and have you back on the show in future just to see how things are all coming along with it.
1: Thanks ever so much, Scott. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And that'd be be great. Thank you. Have a beautiful weekend
0: yourself as well, Kevin. Um, I'd also uh, reiterate that message to all of the listeners tuning in today as well. Um, I do hope that you've thoroughly enjoyed the interview with Kevin Towers today, um, the CEO of Tech Buyer, and myself, your host on the Leaders' Council podcast, Scott Chaloner. Um, Just a reminder to all tuning in, um, if you do want to find out a little more about Tech Buyer and the work that it does, and you feel impassioned about some of the issues that we've gone over today, then uh, techbuyer.com would be a good port of call to find out more about the business. And um, if you are a business owner and you feel feel you have your own story to share with us here at the leaders council about what your own business is doing or even another issue that is of importance to you then by all means you too can apply to be on the program via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply until next time to everybody tuning in please do take care and goodbye